Well, good evening. Thank you for joining us this evening for the Zoe Women e-Bible study. We're so grateful that um, God has kept us all alive this evening. Um, we're going to go ahead now and start. We wanted to wait a little bit to have other people join. We've waited a bit, so it's time to start. We're going to start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful this evening for your presence. We thank you so much because you kept us, you brought us here. Lord, we didn't come here all by ourselves. Lord, we are alive not because we were smart enough to be alive, but because your mercy was strong. Father, we thank you this evening. As we go into our e-Bible study event and later on the mentorship program, our Father, we invite the presence of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help us this evening. You gave us this ministry. You gave us this time. You kept us alive so we could hear your word. We pray, Holy Spirit, for an understanding mind. Cause the ears of our understanding to be opened. The eyes of our understanding to be enlightened this evening. Give us a fatal, soft heart that can receive the word. We are so thankful we are here. Lord God, thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, so this evening we're going to go right ahead and we're going to start with an e-Bible study event. We actually have two events this evening. Um, we have the event for the mentorship program launch. That's going to be after we've discussed and we've spoken a little bit about God's word. We have advertised this evening that we're going to be talking about the woman. Woman, carry, well, let's start with this. Woman, conceive carry and birth your god-given dream that's what we're going to be talking about this evening so you know i want you to set your heart set yourself and let's see what god has to say to us this evening amen all right let's go ahead we're going to dig into the word this evening and then when we're done we'll go on into the mentorship program launch Amen. Tonight, we're going to be talking about, let me give you the title one more time, Woman Conceive, Carry, and Birth, Your God-Given Dream. Conceive, Carry, and Birth, Your God-Given Dream. The Bible says in Isaiah 54, verse 1 to 6, Sing, O childless woman, you who have never given birth, break into loud and joyful songs, O Jerusalem. You have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. Spare no expense. The Bible goes on to say in verse 3, we're in Isaiah 54, verse 1 to 6. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. In verse 3, it says, For you will 
will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. God is speaking here, talking to that woman who is childless. But it says, fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid, there is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember you and the sorrows of your widowhood, God said. Verse 5 says, for your creator will be your husband. Again, remember what we're talking about tonight, conceiving, carrying, and giving birth to your God-given dream. God says, I will be your husband. Your creator will be your husband. Verse 6, for the Lord has called you back from grief as though you were a young wife abandoned by her husband. That's where we're going to stop reading that tonight. I want to speak to us tonight about two types of women or two age groups of women, two kinds of women, those of childbearing age and those who are past bearing. So there are two women we're going to be studying in the Bible this evening. We're going to be studying Mary. Mary, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was of childbearing age. And then we're going to be studying Sarah, the wife of Abraham. She was past bearing children. The important thing is these two women still received the anointing of God. These two women were still able to not only conceive, they were able to carry God's dream and they were able to deliver God's dream. So this evening, I'm asking that the Lord will open the eyes of your understanding. I'm asking that the Lord will help you to see yourself in the things that we're going to talk about this evening. Let's talk a little bit. Let's go to John verse 4, verse 24. John chapter 4, verse 24. The Bible says God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when we say woman conceive, when we say woman carry, I know there's that misconception. It's like, oh, because I'm a woman, then I can conceive. Because I'm a woman, I can carry. Because I'm a woman, well, I, I, that's why I have a womb. But we're not talking about the physical womb of the woman right now. We're talking about the spiritual womb of the woman. The Bible says God is a spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So what we're talking about tonight is a spiritual conception, a spiritual carrying of a spiritual baby, and a spiritual delivery or birth of a spiritual God-given dream. I mentioned God is a spirit. We are his children. So if we're God's children, then most likely we, will, we can say to ourselves that we are spirits. Now, you can't say you're not a spirit because even if you're not born again, right at the beginning when God started, God breathed into this clay structure he had created. He breathed into, Ab, uh, into Adam and Adam became a living soul. He breathed his spirit into Adam. So that makes Adam a spirit being. So anything God is going to do with you, he's going to do it from the arena of the spirit. God is not physical. 
Jesus had to put on a human body to come down. And so, essentially, God is a spirit, and we are spirit beings. That being said, I want us to look at 1 Peter 1, verse 23. We're going gradually and building up, and then we're going to talk about how a woman actually conceives a spiritual dream that becomes a dream that you can touch, feel, and see. 1 Peter 1, 23 says, in the King James Version, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. You have been regenerated. You have been born again, not from a mortal origin, not from a mortal seed or sperm. Now I'm reading from the Amplified, and I want you to start to see how God thinks. God does not think like a human, even though he took on a physical body, his son took, up a, took on a physical body and came into this world. Now, he says in the Amplified Version, you have been regenerated, born again, not from a mortal origin or seed or sperm, but from one that is immortal by the ever-living and lasting word of God. God says that we are born again from an immortal seed. That is the word of God. We're born again from an immortal or a spiritual sperm. Remember, we're talking about conceive, carry, and then birth. When God wants to give you a dream, he sends you spiritual seed. In the original, that seed actually, the word is sperm. And we do know where babies come from. We know that a man and a woman has to come together. And I'm talking of a physical baby. And then when they come together, the baby comes, the baby is conceived. It's usually through a sperm into the womb or mating or coming together with an egg. Then when it comes with the egg, it is implanted in the womb of a woman. It sounds very simple. The same thing happens in the realm of the spirit. In the realm of the spirit, God sends a spiritual sperm and implants it in the spiritual womb of a human. To be honest, it's not just a woman that has a spiritual womb. Any human spirit being that is a man or a woman can conceive a spiritual seed. So the Bible says again, 1 Peter 1.23, you have not been born again from a mortal seed or sperm, but from one that is immortal by the ever living and the lasting word of God. So let me equate it all. That which God is going to put in you is going to be spirit. It's not going to be physical. It's going to be spirit, but it's not only going to be spirit, it's going to go into a spiritual womb. It's going to take root there. It's going to be carried. And when the time comes, it's going to be birthed. God's or sperm is his word, the word of God, the word of of God. Amen. So having established that, what I want us to do right now 
is to go ahead and start to think about how this word comes. Hebrews 4.12 in the Amplified says, For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. The King James says, For the word of God is quick and powerful. In the Amplified, it breaks it down. The word of God is alive. It is full of power making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. That's God's word. So when God comes and gives his seed, when God comes and gives us a spiritual seed, that seed is not dead. It is active, it's already energized, and it is full of power. So when we think about it that way, we want to think of what kind of baby, spiritual baby it is that we're carrying. It is a spiritual baby that is alive. It's already getting active. And one day it's going to be birthed. Amen. Let's look at Mark 4 from verse 14 to 20. I'm getting to the real exciting part. I wanted to lay the foundation there. God's word is a seed. We already said that. But the spiritual womb is your heart. Mark 4, 14 to 20, the sower sows the word. Remember, the word of God is the spiritual seed. The sower sows the word. The ones along the path are those who have the word. So I'm going to give you a backdrop for this parable, Jesus's parable I'm about to read. Jesus spoke of a sower who took a bag of seeds and went around distributing the seeds. He got to a point and because he goes back to look and see what happened to the seed. Did they germinate? Did something here, did, did, did something come up? Did they come up and die? Well, Jesus told us of four categories of what could have happened. In fact, I want to say we have four categories of women and you will see as I describe it. So in Mark 4 verse 14 and 15, the Bible says, the soil sows the word. Now watch this. The ones along the path are those who have the word sown in their heart. But when they hear, Satan comes at once and by force takes away the message which is sown in them. Satan comes at once and by force takes away the message which is sown in them. This is a kind of woman I call a woman without understanding. God already said, I'm going to enlarge your coast. God said, I'm going to make stuff happen for you. God said, good things are going to happen for you. I'm going to give you a dream. Well, this woman is a woman without understanding. This is the kind of woman who goes to church, cares that God is going to enlarge her coast, cares that God has a vision for her life. Cares that God can give her her own business. Cares that God can, God can give her, her her own home or marriage. This woman cares it and is happy. But she just hears it. She doesn't quite understand it. And Satan comes and takes it by force. The Amplified Version says, Satan comes and takes it by force from her heart. I'll read that same parable in Matthew 13, 19. 
while anyone is hearing the word of the kingdom, listen, and does not grasp and comprehend it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. So woman, when you go to church, when your minister is speaking, how does that work? Tell me, is your heart there? Is your mind far away? Are you already thinking of dinner, what you need to make? Are you already thinking of the, of, of, of the week ahead? Whatever is happening, the word is coming in, but your heart seems not quite ready. You seem a little distracted, so you don't understand. Well, by the time you get to the parking lot of the church, what's going to happen is because you didn't even understand it, Satan comes, steals it away. That's the first kind of woman. The second kind of woman is a woman whom I describe as a woman with no spiritual depth. I've seen many Christian women like this. Um, they can talk the talk. They can say amen. They can raise their hands and say yay, hallelujah. There are many things they can say, but the truth is they have no depth. Let's read about them in Mark 4, 16 to 17. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says, and in the same way, the ones sown upon stony ground are those who, when they hear the word, at once receive and accept and welcome it with joy. Remember, the spiritual sperm is the word of God. So I'm talking about you conceiving. I want you to locate yourself. What kind of woman are you? We're talking about a woman with no spiritual death. They come in into church or they go into a meeting and they hear the word. Jesus says that they are the kind of people when they hear the word, at once they receive and accept and welcome it with joy. What verse 17 says, they have no real roots in themselves. So they endure for a little while. When trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, they immediately are offended. The Amplified says they become displeased, indignant, resentful, and they stumble and fall away. Woman of God, I know when we say who are we, I know we don't want to choose this kind of but I've seen this over and over again. People who hear the word of God, the minister preaches, you're very excited, um, you receive it with joy. You're shouting in the lobby of the church. You're saying, oh my goodness, I can hardly wait for me to lay my hands to the plow. I can hardly wait to go forth and start my dream. In fact, I've spoken with many women in women's conferences, and they say, oh, Dr. Tino, that is so awesome. That is so wonderful. Well, you see them six months down the line. When you talk to them, it's like, well, I must have heard that message wrong. That's not what God really was saying because nothing happened. All these things just started to happen. The devil came after me, and then you start hearing them give a testimony about what the devil is doing. The devil came after me. The money I thought I was going to use to invest in the business, everything was taken away. I had to fix my car. I had to fix my washing machine. Oh, my child was sick. All the money went away. I don't believe this word. Just don't preach that word. And they're very resentful. But women of God, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Jesus already described that. In fact, the Amplified Version speaks about this same woman 
in Matthew 13, verse 21, it says, This woman has no real root. Everything she has is temporary, inconstant. It lasts but a little while. Why are we like that sometimes? Why are we superficial? Why don't we settle down and receive the word of God? I'll tell you why. Many times we receive the word of God. In fact, this kind of woman has a notebook, takes notes in every, every meeting. But you know what happens? She never opens that note. She never goes back to listen to the message. She's, she just assumes she got it. Well, what happens then is that the devil knows that she didn't get it. Or the devil knows that she he can frustrate that joy out of her. And before you know what, the devil just piles it on. Just piles it on and on and on. Praise God. I hope no one is having um, any issues with hearing. If, if you're having any issues, put it in the Facebook chat. Let's see what's going on there. I'm trusting God that we all can see and we can hear the teaching. Okay, praise God. All right, we're going to go ahead now, and I'm hoping that it's all working well. So that's that kind of woman I'm talking about. That woman that just doesn't really care. It's, it's not that they don't care. They thought they got it, but they didn't. Now let's go to the third kind of woman, the distracted and anxious woman. This kind of woman got the word, understood it, is ready to go with it. Actually even started out on her dream. But things started to show up. She got distracted. And I wanted to say to you, it's not just distraction from, say, lack. Because many times people feel that, well, if I don't have enough, then I will be distracted. Many people say, oh, if I have enough, everything will be fine. But the Bible says, and I want us to read it, in Mark 4, 18 to 19. And the ones sown among the thorns are others who hear the word. Then the cares and anxieties of the world and distractions of the age and the pleasure. See, it's not just pain or sorrow that distracts us from a dream. And the pleasure and delight, false glamour and deceitfulness of riches, and the craving and passionate desire for other things creeping and choke and suffocate the word. I have seen many people who started, say, like a music career in church. They were in the choir ministry, they're, they're doing very well, then they started getting invites to minister in different churches and different places, and before you know what, their name is all over the place, and everybody wants them. And then before you know what, somebody who doesn't really believe God that much calls and says, um, I can give you a record deal. Well, they get a record deal and things get very wonderful. They start starting to have more money than they could dream of. They get in a wonderful car, a big house, and then they get distracted. They get distracted and you think about them, you look for them three months, sometimes three years, five years down the line, and some are completely backsliding, completely moved away from the teachings of the Lord 
completely, you can't even recognize them as a Christian. So that's the kind of woman called distracted and anxious. Some is not pleasure or, or money. Some is just pain. The devil piles on and piles on and piles on. And by the time he's done, you're just so tired and you focus. You take your eyes off that which God said and you start to focus on the things around you. You know what? I found out that most women and most children of God who, are, who really receive that word and say, you can be this, you can do this, God can enlarge you. Most of them can be blocked, but they can be distracted. So an obstacle is something that stands right in front of you and stops you. The devil knows you're too smart for that spiritually. So you say, no, I'm not going to be stopped. When you see the enemy piling on, you start to pray. And if you're a more mature Christian, you start to bind and loose and do different things. And then you get your victory. But so he figured that, you know what, let's not obstruct this lady. Let's put things around her life that would distract her. As she gets distracted more and more, she takes her focus off the dream and starts to handle things God did not talk to her about. And the last one is the steady word-based woman. We have quite a few of this. And the only thing I want to say about this, if you read this in Mark 4 and 20, it says, and those sown on the good, well-adapted soil are the ones who hear the word and receive and accept and welcome it. So this woman heard the word. She was paying attention. It caught her attention. It's, it, you know, sat within her. She thought about it. She received it. She understood it. And she started to walk with it. Now, there's a difference here. This is a woman that is word-based. But you could have 30% 30, 30 fruit, or you could have 60%, or you could have 100% fruit. It all depends on your level of understanding. Many of us have moved beyond that flighty woman who doesn't even pay attention in church. We've moved beyond that woman who receives it with joy, but then gets distracted by what the enemy is doing. Or that woman who receives it actually started going on on the, on, the, on the road to accomplishing, but then eventually the devil puts pain or pleasure around her. Most of us, I'm saying on this phone, if you're joining here, I'm, I'm thinking that you probably have moved from, from all those three categories, and right now you're a woman that has understanding. You grasp the word. What you have a problem with, though, is how much of it do you understand? Because if you understand it deep enough, what's going to happen is that you can produce more fruit. Now let's leave that and let's look at how do you accept this word. Look at Mary, the mother of Jesus. We all know the story. The angel Gabriel was sent to Mary. When Gabriel got to her, Mary was first alarmed. She'd never seen an angel before. In Luke chapter 1, verse 30, or let's start from 29. Mary saw him and was troubled at what this angel said. Verse 30. The angel said, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. I want to prophesy to every woman watching tonight. You have already found favor with God. God is not just thinking about it. God is not thinking about giving you a dream. 
God is not just thinking about giving you um, something to make your life better. You've already found favor. So the angel comes and says, you have found favor. I love that scripture. In fact, Psalm 102 verse 13 says, God, you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. God has already set this time. This is not the time when God is thinking, should I bless her? Should I give her a drink? No, God already settled that. So Mary receives this favor. And then the angel starts to speak. The angel says in verse 31 of Luke chapter 1, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Remember who Mary is. Mary is a 17-year-old woman. Maybe an 18-year-old woman. Maybe even a 15-year-old because in those days they got married pretty early. She's this very young woman. When the angel spoke to her, she didn't say it was impossible. She kind of said, okay, I'm a virgin. I know how babies come. How is this going to happen? And then the angel says, don't worry about that. God will take care of that. I want us to read that. That's very astonishing to me. It says, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Remember I told you it's a spiritual storm, it's a spiritual sea. When the Lord wants to do something, he puts a spiritual sea. And that's what he did to, to Mary. When God, remember God sent her a word, God did not send her a physical baby. I want you to always remember that. When you are conceiving a dream from God, if it is a dream from God, it's not going to be physical. It's not going to be something you can touch. It's just going to be a word. And that's how many of us miss it. We're expecting something spectacular. We're expecting like thunderstorms, like a big voice. No, when God does this, God only does this by sending a word. And it's so simple that most of us miss it. God is speaking to you and speaking to your heart. It's telling you, you're going to have this kind of business that is going to be astonishing because I need to use that business to bless a few people. Now, I'm going to speak about Bill Gates for a minute. I'm not saying he's a Christian and I'm not saying he's not a Christian. I don't know him personally. But he does have a lot of wealth and the money that he gets from that wealth is used around the world to help people. What if that was you? What if God wanted to bless you in such a way that he could take care of a few people, take care of a nation, take care of homeless children, take care of create an orphanage? What if that's what God wants to do? He says it to you, but you are expecting lightning and thunder. Girl, lightning and thunder isn't coming. It's the word. You either receive it or not. Now, this is one thing I wanted to say. When we are quite young, maybe we're in our 20s, we're in our 30s, or even early 20s, like 2021, many times when that word comes, most of us are very optimistic. At that age, people feel they can do just about anything. They feel, oh, why not? So I wasn't too surprised when Mary said, oh, 
okay, if that time is going to come, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon me, then I'll have a baby. Well, she said, well, let it be to me according to your word. In Luke 136, um, sorry, Luke 137, the angel said to her, with God, nothing is impossible. God has more than a million ways to make what he wants to do in your life happen. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at how many um, people you have who will help you. Don't look at your skill set. God is able to do it. Well, she said in verse 38, well, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. She received it, walked away. She got pregnant with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's Mary. Sarah is a different case. Sarah, the wife of Abraham. This, I would liken to more seasoned women. Women in their 50s, women in their late 40s, women in their 60s, sometimes in their 70s. The word of God comes and says, oh, I'm not done with you yet. There are things I want to get you to do in this planet before you leave. I still have an assignment for you. I want you to conceive this dream in your spiritual womb. I need you to do stuff for me. Now, people who are seasoned, who have been doing this for a while, going to their nine to five, you know, eight to four job and doing the things they know how to do. Some of them have been Christian for a long time. They've heard this over and over and over again. So when you come and you say, oh, God said this, they kind of think, all right, they're usually quite cynical. They're usually, because they, they experience, they've experienced life. Many things that they believed for, in their own mind, they thought they believed for it. They were disappointed in. We won't go into, into the details of why they didn't work, but their final experience was they didn't work. So God now comes around through me as I'm speaking to you, and I'm saying to you, God wants to give you a dream, or God has already given you a dream, accept it and run with it and they're just shaking their head i know many women who've told me that oh they believe god has something for them and then when i invited them and said okay let's talk about it let's do something about it they're nowhere to be found they just they just disappear because i know deep within them it's like to what end what's the purpose of this and we see that in genesis 17 when god comes to abraham the bible says at that time he was old and God told him, look, I'm changing your name from Abraham to Abraham. And God said to him, because I want to make you a father of many nations. Abraham means prince. Abraham means father of many nations. Abraham said, okay. He, he wasn't going to say much. He just left it at that. Then God didn't stop there. In, God, uh, in Genesis 17, verse 15, then God says, aha. Sarai, your wife, I want to change her name too. I want to change her name from Sarai to Sarah. In the Hebrew, Sarai means princess or my princess. Sarah means princess of a multitude. So God is saying, um, I want to change Sarai's name to Sarah because I'm going to make her the mother of many nations. Now, you would think that Abraham would rejoice. The Bible says in Genesis 17, verse 17, Abraham fell on his face and laughed. I dare say that's not the laughter of joy and excitement. That's the laughter of cynicism. 
It's like, seriously, God, can, can we be serious here for a minute? <laughs> so in verse 17, he says, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And I hear you saying that to yourself, woman of God. And I call you a woman of God today prophetically. I hear you saying that, that I've tried so many things. I've put my hands on so many things. Nothing seems to work. I'm so tired of this. And then you say to yourself, nah, I'm too old. Remember, I'm talking of two categories of women. The young, childbearing, they're excited, they're 17, they're 18, they're 25, they're 30, and they say, oh, God is able to do it. And they say, yes. And I'm going to make a difference very soon between what optimism and faith, the difference between optimism and faith. That you're a very optimistic person does not mean you have faith. We know that you have faith when the obstacles come and you stick with it and carry that baby to term. So, yes, a younger person, may you may feel older um, lady, a more seasoned woman, you may feel that those people you see in church, when the pastor or the minister or a guest minister comes and they speak, and you see the younger women jumping up and they seem very excited. And you're, you're saying to yourself, oh, it's because they're very young. They don't know what life is all about. They're going to go try it. They'll see that they're not that successful. That's cynicism. God doesn't deal with that. God deals only with faith. So age is not a preclusion to you having a time with God. It is not a preclusion. You are not precluded from a dream. You are not precluded from carrying a dream. You are not precluded from delivering or giving birth to a dream. Sarah was 90. Do you know what happens when you start that much older in age? What God does is he prolongs your life. It's over and over. But look at Sarah. She started at 90. She had that baby at age 90. God gave her 40 more years. <laughs> so she died at age 130. So it's not like, oh, she barely had the dream and delivered the baby. And oops, in fact, she died during labor. No, God gave her the baby. She carried the baby. She delivered the baby, and God saw to it that she enjoyed the fruit from that dream. By the way, that dream was not really about Sarah. That dream was about what God wanted to get done. God really wanted to create a whole nation of people, and he didn't want it through Hagar. He didn't want it through anybody else. He wanted it through Abraham and Sarah as a couple. So he was not going to leave Sarah alone. Why did God change Sarai's name to Sarah. This is what a woman that is seasoned needs to understand. You have to come to understand the way faith can develop when you've come through a lot of disappointment. Faith comes by hearing. When God said that to Abraham, do you know Abraham changed Sarai's name to Sarah but never told her why? I know he never told Sarah, why her name was changed, because the Bible says in Genesis 18 that God came back to Abraham. This time, Sarah heard herself, and Sarah laughed. It's like me, at 90, have a baby. I don't even do stuff that young women do. How can I even have a baby? And God said to her, no, you will have a baby. By this time next year, you're going to be carrying your baby. 
And God doesn't mince what, and God doesn't play. This is one thing I've come to understand. If he says it, he will do it. I heard a minister say, no matter what God tells you, no matter how fantastic or incredible it sounds, just believe it. Because if you believe it, before your very eyes, you will see it. Sarah had a problem with that. But when she heard from God himself, why her name was changed from Sarai to Sarah, every time somebody called her Sarah instead of Sarai, she started to see herself, not just as a princess, but a princess and a mother of nations, a mother of multitudes. So she's walking, going to the well to draw water, or her maid is talking to her, and instead of saying Sarai, they say Sarah. They're saying exalted mother, mother of nations. The more they said it, the more she started to believe it. That is the key. Woman of God, if you are past a certain age and you feel that this will never happen, this is the way to do it. Start listening to the word. Start saying to yourself, and you know what? I found out that the word that is strongest, the one that helps you the most, I found this out at, say, like age 42. <laughs> I told myself one day I was in service and our pastor was preaching and he said all these words. And I said to myself, you know what? I am not going to leave this planet until I have done all that God has put in my heart to do. And from then on, I will say to myself, get up, girl. You're a miracle going somewhere to help happen. God is about to break out on you. God is enlarging your coat. I started, I will st stand in front of a mirror and speak to myself. The devil will come with that and say, you, you've got this accent. You're too late. He puts all these things around you. And then suddenly you start to believe it. But to counteract all those thoughts, I started to confess the word of God aloud. I didn't need anybody to say it to me now. I took the scriptures, I found scriptures, and I started to speak to myself. I believe this word. I'm going to concede this word. I'm going to carry this word. I will not leave this planet until I have done everything God put in my heart to do. I kept saying it. And you know what? All of a sudden, I started to see opportunity around me. I started to have dreams come to me. I started to see opportunities at work. All of a sudden, I started to see opportunities for jobs that paid 10 or 20 times more than what I had. And I believed God for it and I got it. All of a sudden, I go to a job and I said, Lord, I'm a black person. I have an accent. I don't have the experience everyone has here. But you know what? You're not a respecter of persons. I have read in your word that God is not, and I will start speaking that over myself. God is not a respecter of persons. If he can do it for Jane, he can do it for Tino. I keep telling myself that. God is not a respecter of persons. That's what Sarah did. That's what changed her. Because she still could not conceive that baby until she had faith. You know why she couldn't? You have to actually have a coming together of a husband and wife before a baby can come, a physical baby can come. And if you had no faith that you can carry a baby, what's the use of sleeping with your husband? But she heard it over and over. People will call her Sarah. They will call her Sarah. It's like, okay, maybe. At first it's like, eh, don't call me that. And then it's like, uh, and then it's like, 
could it possibly be true? And then it's like, oh, I'm going to have a baby. And then she did what people who want to have a baby would do. That's what happens to you when you hear the word of God. That's how you move from your cynicism to a life full of faith. That's how you start to develop. You don't even know when it happens to you. And once faith kicks in, that's how you, tr you transact with God. Because faith is your currency with God. So a woman of God, it's not too late. God can still do it. If you have naysayers around you, if you have people who tell you you're too late, if you have people who tell you you come from the wrong side of the track, you have to move yourself away. When I was much younger and I was not a minister and I was in church and the pastor would be preaching and people would be grumbling around me, I just carried my Bible, shut it up, and moved. But no, I'm in church, gotta hear the word, gotta get the word. No, you cannot distract me. And that's how you have to become very tenacious. As you get tenacious like that, your faith will rise. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11, 11, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength. Sarah received strength to conceive seed. Remember I told you, it was not possible without faith. That young woman called Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. She had faith. She received the word into her spiritual womb. Anything God gives you does not go into your mind, does not even go into your body. Even physical healing does not go into your body. Physical healing has to be received first into your spirit. It's a spiritual activity. Then when you get that in your spirit, you receive it by faith, it starts to manifest in your body. That's what happened to Sarah though. Sarah received that word. At first she laughed, and then eventually she received it after hearing it over and over, mother of nations, princess of nations. Over and over, she received it. And as she received it, faith sparked. And as faith sparked, she received strength. Now this strength is what I want to talk to you about very quickly. The strength she received was not just ordinary strength. It's not physical strength. Remember, she's already 90 years old. We're not talking about spiritual strength. That Greek word in Hebrews 11, 11 that says receive strength, that Greek word is dunamis. It means intrinsic power. It means the great power of God. It means miraculous power. And the part I like the most, it means war-like power, war-like power. That's what happens to you when you have faith. Woman of God, I could give you so many examples of my, in my life, but time will preclude me in doing this. Once you can get that faith walking in you, you become a terror to the enemy. Things that look impossible just suddenly look possible. When the devil throws obstacles your way, because you have imbibed the strength, the miraculous power of God, the first thing you say is you look the devil. And when I say the devil, those are the thoughts that come to you. You look the devil in the face and say, oh devil, are you crazy? By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. He comes again with, you know what? You are always going to be behind. You're starting off too late. 
know, Deuteronomy 28 say, I am above only, never beneath. Because you're always going to be in debt. Your bills will never be paid. Oh, the Bible says that I will be a lender, not a borrower. God is moving me from lack, poverty. He's moving me straight into wealth. That's what a miraculous, warlike strength starts to do in, in your life. And now you have received, remember you're carrying this baby. All those thoughts of doubt, unbelief coming your way, they don't just come in your thoughts. The devil actually sends people to you. He speaks through people. Your family members can say to you, really, girl? Your best friends may say to you, seriously, you're registering a business at age 55. Your most intimate part, even your husband, and it doesn't mean they're not Christians, but remember, they did not hear. They did not hear what you heard. They did not get from God what you got. In fact, remember, Mary received that baby and carried the Lord Jesus. But guess what? Joseph was not there. And the Bible says, Joseph, who was her betrothed, who was her fiancé, was going to put her aside. Why? Because he didn't hear when the angel spoke. So when your loved ones, they may be Christians or not, they may be God-fearing or not, when they take on the voice of the enemy to tell you you can't do it, you smile at them and say, no, that's not how it's going to happen, honey. You don't speak to them. You don't, you're not going to be mean to them. You go into your closet. You go into the bathroom and say, I reject that in the name of Jesus. You know how you have that warlike strength, that fierceness, that comes from faith. Because by faith, you receive miraculous strength. The opposite of that word strength is cowardice. There's actually a Greek word for it. It means timidity. It means fearfulness. And yet the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of timidity. Anytime you're on your journey and you start to feel like, I don't want to take the next step. You have this inertia coming all over you. Anytime you're just timid. Timid means that you, you, you don't really want to go face the obstacles and take, take your possession. Anytime you feel like that, go back and start speaking the word of God to yourself. Go tell yourself, no, God has given me this land. God has given me this business. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above only. Whatever I lay my hands upon to do must prosper. You start to speak those things over yourself. When you're at work and you need promotion and it's always stalling, just for no reason, it's always stalling. You say to yourself, no, the blessings of the Lord maketh rich, he added no sorrow. God is the lifter up of my head. I cannot be put down. No man can shut me down. If the Lord puts me there and he tells me not to move, guess what? I'm going up. Now, he may have somewhere else. Then he'll have to let me know I'll go elsewhere. But I'm telling you, no human, born or dead, can put a jinx over me. Nobody can put a hex over me. I am going up. If you feel timid, that means faith is lacking. You, you are not exercising that strength. I'm talking about this to help you understand that you have to protect that seed. You have to nurture it. This is how to carry your God-given dream. He's spoken it to you. Now you must carry it to the point where you will deliver it. And the final thing is how to deliver. I want to say to you that warfare continues. Warfare continues until you deliver. Look at Jesus. Mary 
carried that baby. When it was time, though, to deliver that baby, all sorts of things started to happen. There was a census. They never had a census. They had to have a census at the time Jesus was to be born. She had to go, and when she got there, there was no room. Then she had to stay in a stable. If God said it, I believe it. That settles it. I am going to deliver this baby, regardless of every obstacle. She delivered her baby. Albeit, she delivered the baby amongst cows in a smelly place. Just deliver the baby. Just get it done. That's all I care. Just get it done. Sometimes you're going to get there and you have to push through. You have to push through every obstacle so much so that sometimes you put blinders. You just, you, you refuse to look at anything. Maybe that's the time when your child wants to act crazy. You refuse. You shut that down in the name of Jesus. I'm going to deliver this. I'm going to deliver this dream. I'm going to get this out of me. God put it in me. I'm going to deliver it. Whatever it takes. I'm going to deliver it. And finally, in Revelations 12, the Bible talks about a woman. Revelations 12 from verse 1. The Bible says, There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. And she being with, with child, cried, traveling in birth. And she and pained to be delivered. So she's in labor now. So I'm talking about conceive, carry, just keep carrying that baby. No abortions, no miscarriage. You're going to deliver the spiritual baby. And the Bible says now she's in birth, she's in labor, she's traveling. Look what happened in verse 3, Revelation 12 3. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And the dragon, verse 4, and the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered. What was this dragon trying to do? To devour her child as soon as it was born. Woman of God, when we say God gives you a dream, I'm not saying it's going to be rosy, it's going to be easy, all the finances and resources will come together, all the help you need will come together, but you know what? The Bible says the righteous will be as bold, as fierce as a lion. This woman is minding her own business. She is in labor, Revelation 12. The Bible says the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to deliver, to devour her child as soon as it was born. She brought forth a man-child. Look at what happened. Who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God, that she should feed, that he would feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. What am I saying here? God already had preparation. God knew what the devil was doing. God knew what the plan of the enemy was. Don't be scared. You have to deliver that baby. Many people will tell you when you start that business, well, yes, you have enough money to start, but you may not have enough money to continue. Woman of God, you go ahead and deliver that baby. Let God mind what you cannot mind. Let him take care of the things you can't take care of. 
that's why it's a partnership between you and God. You are carrying God's dream. You're not carrying your own ambition and your dream. You're carrying God's dream and God is committed that the enemy will not snuff out this baby. Look at what happened in verse 7. The Bible says there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against this dragon. Why were they fighting? Because they wanted to protect this baby that was born. Michael, that's Archangel Michael, and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. So it's, it's spiritual warfare. But it's okay. We already know who the victor is. The Bible says you are more than a conqueror through him who loved you. Whatever you lay your hands upon to do, must prosper. It's the word of God. It will not return to him void. You put your hands on it. It has to prosper. His blessing is on you. If God has to activate a battalion of angels, he will. He did in this case. Michael and his angels fought. And the dragon could not prevail. And in verse 11, Revelation 12, 11, the Bible says, they overcame the dragon by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. The blood of the lamb is your covenant. When I feel pressured like that, when I feel attacked by the enemy, guess what I do? I go buy myself grape juice and I get myself a slice of bread. I pray over it and I say, Father, these are the communion elements. This is the blood that was shed for me. This is the body that was broken over me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I overcome this spiritual attack by the blood of the Lamb. So I take the bread, I eat it, I drink a little bit of the grape juice, and I prophesy to myself, I say, this attack is over. This spiritual attack is over now in the name of Jesus. That's one. And then I maintain my testimony. I speak no matter what I see, no matter how bleak it looks. I start to say, no, I'm above only. No, my business is prospering. No, the devil can't stop me. No, he's not been authorized to stop me. He's with me. The word of God says I prosper. You maintain your testimony. Man of God, you do that. You will conceive. You will carry. And you will birth your God-given dream. So tonight, I wanted to say to you, there is absolutely nothing impossible with God. When Mary asked that angel and said, how will this be, will these things be? Gabriel said to her, the power of the highest will come over you. That's dunamis. That's the miraculous, warlike power of God. It will come all, it will come over you. That thing that will be conceived of you will be called the, the, the son of God. And then he says in Luke 1, um, I think it's 27. He says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. I want you to get up. I want you to receive God's dream. I want you to do what God told you to do. I want you to say to God, I can do this. I receive your word. Lord, I know you called me. Lord, I know you put this business or this promotion into my heart. I know you called me to make a home, for, uh, make an orphanage. I know you asked me to create a psychiatric place that is on the guarded with Christian values and principles. 
I know you told me to be a businesswoman. I know you said this, God. So I believe and I receive tonight. Let's take a moment and let's pray tonight. This is what I want us to do. I want you to close your eyes. I want to prophesy over you. So if you're watching this on a computer or if you're listening on a phone, I need you to touch whatever it is, that device, as a point of contact. This is the word of the Lord to you. The set time to favor you has come. This is the time the heavens are gathered unto you. The angels are on alert and on assignment to aid you. So I prophesy unto you in the name of Jesus that that which God has spoken to you will come to pass. I rebuke tonight the spirit of fear, the spirit of timidity. Lose your hold right now. Let her go. In the name of Jesus, I speak unto you favor. I speak unto you the desire that God will energize within you both to will and to do his good pleasure. I say that you are not going backwards, you are going forward. Put your hands out like this and say, my hands are blessed. Lord, I speak unto this hand. The Bible says whatever we lay our hands upon to do will prosper. I speak prosperity. I speak the blessing of the Lord which maketh rich upon this woman of God in the name of Jesus. Now, Satan, I give you charge tonight in the name of Jesus. You will not afflict this woman. Lose your hold in the name of Jesus. Let her go. Let her go. I prophesy that the power of God is invading your life. The power of God is invading your home. The power of God is invading your business. The power of God is invading your mind. Instead of seeing yourself as being not able, suddenly you are seeing yourself as able. It is coming to pass that which God said. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to take some time off. If you have um, sent us an application for the mentorship program, we were going to break off, but we have a deadline or a time limit to stop this broadcast. So we're just going to move right ahead into the launch of our mentorship program. If you send us an application, most likely you have received a call for an interview. Most likely it's a video interview or a phone interview. If they've left your voice message and you've not returned, we need to be able to speak to you. Otherwise, you will not be able to go with us for this fall session. For those who are still with us, I just want to reintroduce this program to you. Uh, the Zoe Women Mentorship Program is a program designed to help people who are aspiring, who have that seed of God, who need to be able to birth their dream, or who have birthed it but need a way to continue. They need someone to walk alongside with them. Well, we have six months of mentoring. It's six months of a few hours a month. We'll walk alongside you. We'll pair you with a mentor. It's one-on-one -on -one mentoring. You'll have group mentoring, but you do have someone who's going to spend at least 45 minutes with you every month to make sure you have your business plan or your promotion plan or whatever it is all written out, and they'll keep you accountable. This is a Christian woman that is seasoned and knows what she's doing. Right now, we have four mentors all lined up, ready for you. The, the application process has already been closed out. We're no longer receiving applications right now. Um, we, um, today is the launch of our six-month program 
for this year. So we have both a spring session and a fall session. And we started our fall session today. And so if you have not returned that phone call, if we don't hear from you, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in this fall session. Some people may just still be getting themselves together, but I guarantee you that if you spend six months with us, that dream cannot stay dormant. It's gonna grow. It will grow. That's the word of the Lord to us, and we're running with it. So praise God for that. Now we're gonna pray, and before we pray to launch this program, I'm gonna say you, even if you've had a phone call, we're gonna call you back and um, give you more information. You're gonna receive an acceptance package from us. There are different things that you need there. There are lessons, there are videos, all those things are already set and ready to go. This is serious business. We're looking for women who wanna take the world by storm. We're looking for women who wanna be leaders in the different industries. The Bible says that the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. So we want to take the world by storm. So it's serious, we're not playing. If this is not you, if this is not the right time, we quite understand. Uh, but if, if, if it is you and you've already applied, um, you will be receiving an acceptance package from us. And then after that, you are going to meet with us for what we call a tools meeting. We're going to tell you all the materials you're going to need, how you're going to go with that whole program. We're not going to do it tonight because we need more time that we have and we need to have that one-on-one -on -one with you. Um, also, we're gonna be doing all our meetings is by video, so you have to find a way of being able to con connect with your mentor via a video app. We already have it all set up, you're gonna get that information. But if you are as excited as I am tonight to launch this program, this is a word that God gave us, and guess what? We're just about to birth it. We have conceived it, we have carried it, and we're just about to birth it. The devil tried to stop us, but guess what? We're more than conquerors, and we're starting it tonight. We are excited. So tonight, um, we're going to go ahead and pray. If Minister, um, Sister Atrice, if you're there, if you want to let us see you on, on the video feed, that would be wonderful. Let's see you. And I want you to join with me, and we're going to pray together tonight. Amen. For those who are with us and you're praying, even if you're not joining this mentorship program, I want you to, by faith, connect with us tonight. I want you to, by faith, you know, help us birth this. Remember when I said to you that that dragon was sitting right there, waiting for that woman to birth her child? not to say hi newborn baby it was to say i'm about to kill you to eat you up we know we are aware that the enemy has plans to stop but we don't give him any airtime. we just want to establish god's will tonight for all the applicants all the mentees that are about to be burst into this program tonight so let's go ahead and pray touch your computer screen agree with us Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we mm -hmm. are so excited about mm -hmm. birthing for tonight the Zoe Women Mentorship Program. Father, mm -hmm. we have women who are hungry to take the world by storm. 
It's not okay. going to be by power and it's not going to be by might, but it's going to be by your spirit. Zechariah 4, 6 says, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit says the Lord. So Holy Spirit, we ask you to breathe over this program. Breathe over every mentee. Breathe over every mentor in the name of Jesus. We speak and we say this six months will cost their life to never be the same again. That they will feel the hand of God. They will feel the power of God. They will feel the wind of God behind their backs in the name of Jesus. Father, we trust you, not just for ideas. We're trusting you for the miraculous power to bust through. We're asking that the dunamis of God that is within them, we break and destroy every obstacle in the name of Jesus. We're asking that there will be a mountain moving faith that will accompany their lessons, their teachings in the name of Jesus. Things that they thought were impossible before will suddenly become possible in the name of Jesus. We move away and we speak to every mountain, be moved out of the way in the name of Jesus. We speak to every valley, be elevated, make straight paths for the feet of God's women in the name of Jesus. We prophesy unto this woman, as you start, you will finish because the Lord is not just Alpha, He is Alpha and Omega. That which you need, that breath which you need, that strength which you need to not just conceive, but to carry and to birth. We prophesy it unto you in the name of Jesus. We use this first group of mentees as a point of contact to every woman that would be walking through the doors of this program in years to come. Father, this is not a small seed. This is a seed that has been put in the ground that is going to bring forth first the shoot, the blade, and Father will become a mighty tree that the birds of the air will come and sit in. We speak this word into life in the name of Jesus. And we say, Satan, there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. We plead the blood of Jesus. Now we speak unto every woman that would go through this program. Some have even applied. Some may not even be born again. We say, we, we say that the quickening spirit of God, the Holy Spirit who makes alive, will bring forth salvation, will bring forth conviction. Those who are not too sure of their faith who are falling in and out. Father, we speak in the name of Jesus that strength will come, that dunamis will come, that miraculous power will come and prop them up. So that bondages will fall off in the name of Jesus. People who are hooked to habits, people who are just helpless in the face of sometimes relationships, things that have dragged them down for so long, we say that the miraculous powers of God will set them free. This is not just about business. This is not just about promotion. This is not just about doing things in the marketplace and in the secular world. This is carrying the touch and the power of God into where preachers can go, but that we can go. We speak it for tonight. We are so convinced, Holy Spirit, that you are with us and you will help us. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And we're going to pray for other women tonight. Maybe you're still thinking about this. Or maybe you're not thinking about this. Maybe you have trouble brewing in your life. Maybe there's something wrong with your marriage. Maybe there's something wrong with your children. Maybe there's something wrong at work. 
There are not the issues going on. We know that the anointing and the power of God is here tonight. There's no better place you could be. So we release that power tonight into the life of every woman joining us, watching now, or that will join us later, watch this broadcast later. We decree and declare that the power of God is able to set you free, set you free from the storm. The Bible says, God said, the Lord Jesus said to the disciples, let's go to the other side. And then there was this huge storm that was brewing. Jesus slept through it until the disciples woke him up. And when Jesus woke up, he said, peace. We take those words from the mouth of our Lord Jesus tonight and we speak, peace, be still. Into every raging storm in the life of any woman on this line tonight. In the name of Jesus, speak peace to your marriage. We speak peace, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, everything together. We speak strength, joy, togetherness. We speak it unto you tonight in the name of Jesus. In your family, with your loved ones, with your business, with your children, with your relationships, at work. Speak that peace in the name of Jesus. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, we say keeps your heart today in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is well with you. Shalom in Jesus' Shalom. name. Shalom in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're so excited. Thank you for joining us. We are going to end our meeting tonight. We hope you have been blessed. And we'll let you know our next meeting, I believe, is August the 23rd. And I'm trusting God that when we send the invite out, you will again join us. But this time, you don't want to join us by yourself. This time, you want to join us with somebody. You want to um, bring somebody along. If you've been blessed, if there's a word, you can share this broadcast. It's going to remain on Facebook or it's going to remain on that web page that it is. Take a link, share it with somebody. Somebody's got to hear the word of God tonight. It's not because I preach it, because the power of God is ready to do strange things, wonderful things. Yeah. God be with you, and it is well with you. And